0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Comcast Business. Is it possible to get business internet you can really rely on? It is, with 99.9% network reliability from Comcast Business. Powering possibilities.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Stamps.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting, no long term commitments or contracts. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale.
0: You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Hey, hey, Shortwavers. Emily Kwong here with health correspondent Allison Aubrey. Allison, it's been a while. Hello.
2: Yes, Emily, hi. It has been a while. Did you
0: have a good summer? I did. Yeah, I saw a lot of family. There were a lot of friend visits, meeting new babies. Um, nice. Though, Yeah, the whole while we had to be kind of careful. Like A lot of plans got scrambled because of COVID. People kept getting it. It really yes. does seem here to stay.
2: Yeah, totally. I got it at the end of June. It was super Mm. mild. I was kind of achy for a day. And then I declared it over in my mind. Unfortunately, my body did not agree. Uh, I ended up being exhausted for a few weeks after the infection. So there definitely was a little spike this summer as the BA.5 Omicron variant circulated. And Mm -hmm. now the good news is researchers have come up with a booster that targets this variant and the other variants circulating around the country, much
0: like a flu shot. Does every year. This fall booster campaign, it's been talked about for a while now, and the FDA approved the shot in late August, right?
2: That's right. It's being distributed around the country now. Pharmacy chains, doctors' offices are receiving it, giving the shots, and the timing is
0: good. These variants are still causing thousands of infections a day. So, today on the show, Allison and I talk about these new boosters who should get it, when, and is there ever a case to be made for not getting it this go around? You're listening to Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Solgar. As people age, cellular function declines, which may impact changes in energy and strength. Solgar Cellular Nutrition is a holistic collection of cellular nutrients formulated to help fight cellular decline and promote cell health. Learn more at cellularnutrition.solgar.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So Allison, who is eligible for this new booster and how is it different from the others that have come before?
2: Sure. Well, the CDC now recommends these boosters for people 12 and up. And the big difference is that the new boosters are designed to fend off BA.4 and BA.5, the subvariants of Omicron that are now dominant in the U.S. There are two different boosters authorized, a Pfizer shot for people 12 and up, a Moderna Mm. booster for people 18 and up. And folks are eligible as long as it's been at least two months since their last booster or COVID vaccine. I spoke to infectious disease expert Judy Guzman Cottrell. She says there's a lot of hope that these new boosters will offer improved
0: immunity. We finally have a booster that matches the currently circulating COVID variant in the United States. This virus has been mutating so quickly over the past two years that I feel like we've been playing catch up. And finally,
2: we have caught up. A lot of the infectious disease experts I talk to say, though the booster is available to most of the US population, those who can benefit the most from getting a booster now are older people, so beginning around age 60, people with compromised immune systems and chronic conditions that put them at higher risk. Okay, I'm drafting a
0: text to my parents as we mm-hmm. speak. <laughs> um, what about people under 60 who aren't immunocompromised nor living with a chronic condition.
2: You know, there might be less urgency to go out and get a booster right now if you're young and healthy. Uh, The consensus is there's still a benefit, probably. Studies show that protection wanes over time. And even though at this point, most people are only getting mildly sick from COVID, uh, with infections that just last a few days, there are still risks and a bunch of inconveniences, as you just mentioned, you know, having to interrupt travel or rearrange travel, people have to miss work or school, you have to stay away from others, you could Mm -hmm. still get symptoms. Of long COVID, uh, and there's yeah. a chance of passing it on to really vulnerable people at a time when there's still about 400 COVID deaths a day. So, some of the experts you spoke to, what are they going to do? Well, I spoke to Bob Walker. He's a physician at UC San Francisco. He told me he was looking to get his booster as soon as possible. He says he got his last booster about eight months ago. My immunity has waned significantly. My immunity against getting infected has waned almost completely. So. There's no question that getting a booster of some sort increases the likelihood that you'll have a benign case if you get one and will lower the probability that you'll get a case of COVID. He says it's pretty clear the benefits outweigh any risks. And he's also advising his adult children who are in their late 20s, -hmm. early
0: 30s to get boosted, too. So the Omicron wave, that really picked up around the holidays last year. So many people have gotten COVID since. What should you do if you've recently had COVID?
2: Yeah, well, if you've had COVID over the last several months, it's pretty certain you've been infected with BA4 or BA5. Mm-hmm. So you've got some time before you need to go out and get a booster. Generally, three months after an infection is when you should think about getting a new booster shot. Uh, okay. When I talked to Judy Guzman Cottrell, she said she and her two teenagers were just getting over COVID.
0: Our natural antibody response will protect us against COVID for another few months. So I do think it makes sense to wait and get the updated booster about three months after our positive COVID test. We had COVID in August, so getting a booster in November will then protect us from COVID this winter so we can avoid sick days from work and from school. Makes sense.
2: At a time when the virus is likely to be on the uptick, and it won't be a surprise to any infectious disease experts to see another surge this
0: coming winter. Oh, even you saying that just makes me nervous. Uh, how how do we know um, that if there is a surge this winter, which is likely that it will be a sub variant of Omicron? Like, is there a chance the virus could mutate again into something else?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the more the virus circulates, the more it has a chance to mutate. But the belief is that at this point, whatever the mutation, our immune systems are still going to recognize it as COVID and mount Mm. some kind of response. So, you know, the response could be diminished depending on the mutation, but the consensus is there will be some protection is based on all of our prior infections, vaccinations, and booster shots.
0: That's reassuring. Okay. Okay. Allison, what advice do you have for those who have not had a recent COVID infection, but want to, I don't know, wait until like the late part of the fall or early winter to get a booster when, as you say, the risk is likely to be much higher?
2: You know, I think many people will wait, uh, given that the full protection of a booster may only last a few months. Uh, I'd say there's mixed opinions from infectious disease experts about trying to time the vaccine. I spoke to Dr. Anu Hazra of the University of Chicago about this. He says he too has heard people say, oh, I'll wait until Thanksgiving or Christmas or some big event they have planned, trying to time the booster to their time of highest exposure.
0: It's a very reasonable approach to think about what's your own risk and trying to potentially calculate or try to think about when is the best time to get your booster. I think it's also important to know, though, when you get a booster, it's not immediate protection, right? It takes time mm-hmm. for your body to create these antibodies. True.
2: Yeah, it can take a few weeks until the full protection kicks in. In addition, it's, it's a bit like trying to time the stock market. In theory, it's not <laughs> a bad idea, but in practice, Dr. Hazras says it may be tough to pull off.
0: I hear that. So with this new booster, is it expected to prevent infections completely?
2: Well, not completely. I mean, it's going to reduce chances of infections, likely. Mm. But just as we've seen before, given how much of the virus is still circulating, there will be infections. And I think that's why there's kind of a range of views about this booster. I will point out that not all infectious disease experts are in lockstep. For instance, I spoke to Paul Offit. He heads the Vaccine Education Center at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. He agrees, absolutely, give that booster to high-risk folks. So elderly people, immune-compromised people, those with with chronic conditions. But he thinks for now, other people can wait it out.
0: My thinking on this is that the goal of this vaccine is to prevent severe illness. For those who already receive three doses, I think that they don't fall into one of those three high-risk categories. They are protected against severe illness. So I don't think they benefit from a booster. So I'm not going to be getting this vaccine. I think I'm protected against serious disease. it's mm, an intense perspective.
2: That is. I mean, Offit says he'd like to see data from trials in people to show that another booster dose is protective in young, healthy people. Mm -hmm. I think what he said represents that there's a range of views, but there still is a consensus. And I'd say after talking to a whole range of experts, the consensus is you can't go wrong getting a booster. And clearly, all the experts say for people who are vulnerable, it absolutely can give you protection that can help. As time goes on, I think we will get a better sense of how beneficial it is for younger, healthier people.
0: Mm -hmm. and We will be a part of that science. Yes. You and me. That's right. One question that keeps coming up, lastly, is uh, are we going to keep getting COVID boosters for the rest of our lives? Is this Mm. a regular thing every fall? You
2: know, I think it's TBD. I I think there's still some uncertainty, though, interestingly, at a White House COVID briefing just last week, the message that was coming out of that briefing was, hey, this new booster is the last one we're going to need for a while, barring some kind of new variant, as we just talked about. The idea is we're probably headed into an era where COVID vaccines are akin to the flu shot with an Mm -hmm. annual shot tweaked every year to address whatever strains are expected to
0: so can I get mine at the same time, like a flu shot and a booster shot?
2: Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, you can in the same visit get the you know COVID booster in one arm, the flu shot in the other arm. I think we're going to hear a lot of cheerleading for the flu shot this year because in the southern hemisphere where winter is ending, there's been a lot of flu. Australia has had a bad flu season, and that means the U.S. could see the same at a time when
0: COVID is still circulating. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for bringing us this download of information. Oh, sure. I'm going to book some appointments for myself. <sighs> All right. Great to be here, Emily. Good luck. This story was edited by Jane Greenhalsh and Giselle Grayson, who also checked the facts. Thomas Liu is our producer. Beth Donovan is our senior director of on-demand news programming. And Anya Grunman is our senior vice president of programming. I'm Emily Kwong. Thanks for listening to Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kenergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater. Committed to helping companies from nonprofits to the Fortune 500 find food for meetings and company events with online ordering and 24-7 live support. Learn more at EasyCater.com. This message comes from Jackson. Seek clarity in retirement planning at jackson.com. Jackson is short for Jackson Financial, Inc., Jackson National Life Insurance Company, Lansing, Michigan, and Jackson National Life Insurance Company of New York. Purchase New York.
2: Getting bogged down by how much new music there is out there? There's a lot. Consider a daily dose of the All Songs Considered podcast. It's the easiest way to get tuned into the music world. We spend hours combing through the new music universe, from emerging bands to time-tested icons, to bring you your next favorite artist. To get up on your music know-how, listen to All Songs Considered from NPR.